After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to the After Things podcast. I'm Andrew Mean, joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello, hello. Justin Robert Young. Bryce Castillo. Hello. We have a question that came in from one of our listeners, David Potts. And what up, Dave? I'll go ahead and... Re- yeah, yo, Dave. Hi, Dave. Yo. In the ATX, just so you know. So, the topic is, any favorite tips for carving out time for longer-term projects? And let me read the rest of this. Week to week, I'm on the hook, self-employed, to create fresh content, which to me is the easy and fun part. Years of inertia, no problems here. But long-term, to unlock meaningful revenue goals, there are certain big boulders I need to get pushed over pretty sizable hills. Example, building out some courses. I know the path and have done it before. It's just not as fun day to day. My gut tells me some of the systems I follow is more important than waiting for inspiration. Oh, excuse me. My gut tells me some system I follow is more important than waiting for inspiration. Any favorites you guys have? Examples, one day on X, one day on Y. Before lunch on X, after lunch on Y. Get ahead with X and then spend a full week 100% on Y, etc. None of those is perfect. Ideal solution has a bit of flexibility, but built in while also not being too easy to skip. Curious to your thoughts. Thanks, David Potts. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of deadlines of any sort. Um, ongoing projects are very difficult for me to carve out time for, to sit down and get yourself back in the headspace of uh, when last I was working on this thing. Um, I, I almost personally feel like there's something to, uh, what is it, 10 a.m. on Saturday? Great. By the end of today, you will have the world's worst prototype of it. And then whatever you have, it'll be done and you will hate what it is. But in looking at it in completion, you will now have a clearer map. And then you can, then you can, you know, the next Saturday say, or whatever time you want, say, I'm only going to fix that first part of the thing and then work forward from there. But like, I'm a big fan of iteration and of complete things and in permission to let them be bad. Yeah, there, there's something to, I think there's a lot of strategies, but like to, to Brian's point, like if I have to make a thing, I like figure out what's the MVP of the thing that I know that I did the thing and then I can go back and make it better. So the, the, the like they said, the stress of making it perfect is gone. And if I have to go write something out, I'll find there's a lot at work where I have to work on a doc or put something together. I'll just write something out. And I know the final version of it's going to be radically different, but at least... As soon as somebody says, oh, we might need this, I'll just go do it. And then it may never get used. You know, probably 80% of the time it never gets used, but that's fine because in my head, I'm not going to panic if all of a sudden, you know, Friday at three o'clock, somebody says, hey, we need this. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I've got this working thing we can start from. So that certainly helps. One thing that helped me when I had to do my magic videos was I needed to stay on that task. And, and I, you know, I talk to people and they'll go like, oh, I'm writing five books right now. And I'm like, unless you're like getting under contract to do that, that seems like a terrible approach. You know, that that reeks of an amateur that doesn't know how to budget their time or focus and has very, and 
I may be very harsh here, but in my experience, when I encounter people like this, they're not getting it. I'm working on five things right now. It's like, how about do one? And there's so much you need to do within one. It's hard. So like when I would do magic videos, we would, I might have an idea for a magic trick on Friday. Uh, I'd kind of nail down what it was going to be. Something I came up with some gimmick or something like that. You know, maybe go to Outback Steakhouse where I used to hang out there at the bar and just show it to people and whatnot and get some feedback on it. Saturday, I would sit down in my living room with my video camera and I would record. I'd leave my camera set up. I'd take my my tapes upstairs to my edit and I would just tell myself, oh, I can edit on Sunday. But I'm like, nah, let me do a string out tonight. So I would sit down and do a string out Saturday night, you know, get the rough thing, the rough footage out there, whatever. And then Sunday, I would start to edit. And if I realized, actually, Saturday, if I realized I needed something, my camera was still set up, I'd just go downstairs and get the extra footage. Sunday, I would sit down to edit. But while I got bored of editing or trying to figure something else, open up Photoshop, work on the cover design. Then I'd go work in Photoshop for a while. It was the same project. All that work had to be delivered on the same day. And then I'd get a little bored with that. I would go open up a doc and work on the ad and write the ad out. And I would just switch back and forth between video editing, Photoshop, ad descriptions, et cetera. And by Sunday night, all that was done. And I had uh, the, the cover art, I had the DVD art, I had the finished edited video with the sound and music and everything. We would, Justin and I, would call up our magic distributor on Monday, say, how many do you want? They'd say, oh, you know, we want a thousand. And then I would go run the, uh, the, uh, the master DVD over to our replicators, put in the order, and move on. But it was switching within the task. That's the thing I'd say is instead of writing, like now if I write a book, maybe I'll go do research. Maybe I don't want to write right now. Maybe I need to go watch a documentary on something about my book, not some other book, but about this book, something I need to do that. So I will, within the task, switch to some other aspect of it. Um, I think obsessing about timing is the wrong way to do it. I think that much in the same way that if you want to focus on like diet or exercise, it's not about the program you're going to be on. It's not about the exercise regimen you're going to be on. It's about the discipline of doing it, right? Uh, so you just need to trigger whatever is for you the thing that makes you decide you are locked into doing it. And so to echo some of Brian's point of view, uh, for me... The thing that triggers me to finish a thing is making a very ugly thing that I hate. <laughs> like, cause then it, it triggers into elements of, of my own personality about, uh, knowing how to fix it. That's something that I find enjoyable. I enjoy looking at an ugly thing and saying, this is how I would make it pretty. Or of course this is wrong. It's wrong here, 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 and here. That's an element that I, uh, uh, I like. I, I have a natural uh, uh, affinity for. So for me, that's what it is. It's that it might not be the same for you. It might be something else. Uh, but you need to get whatever the hard work is. And trust me, I hate making an ugly thing. It sucks. It really is bad it's bad to write it it's bad to record it it's bad to edit it 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 just stinks on all sides and once i have it the hard part's over like like the rest of it is stuff that i actually really kind of enjoy so what it sounds like david's issue is is 
one thing is not fun for him, uh, what I would implore you to do is think about the elements that are not fun and figure out what stages they are at. Uh, try to do that stuff first. Like, drag yourself through doing that stuff first. Uh, and And once you have some big hunk of a thing, then figure out, you know, uh, maybe the stuff that, that is more fun for you to do. So if you're building out a course, if the hard part is figuring out exactly what the course should be, what's the market for it, what kind of thing you should do, then take a wild guess, you know, find some arbitrary thing to do and just lay it out as fast as possible. Uh, and, and, get past that pain point. What I've found with creativity in general is that we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't be drawn to it, especially as a career. If we didn't like doing it, we really, there are elements that we like doing, but there are some that we don't. So, uh, the concept of doing it for a living is almost professionally figuring out how to hold your nose through the, the, the stinky bits. I know when, um, trying to think of the last time I've had a, major like multi-phase project where I had that experience of switching between tasks constantly was gosh this would be a decade ago now but the the last album I made uh, the thing that really kept me drive dri driving me forward on it was okay I'll spend some time on this and then when I get bored or I hit a bump I'll just move to another song and I'll just see where was I what was the last thing um, but that is very difficult to do right in that space it's very. It was very unstructured for me. It was very loose. There was not a hard deadline on when I needed to be done. Um, it it was uh, very much creative first. So there's a lot of wiggle room in terms of what is right and what is wrong. But having having those different modalities and there's these different um, places to sit down at the project and say, okay, I'm working on this song. I'm working on this song. I'm working on the the cover art. I'm working on how am I going to do the website X and Y and Z and all these things. Um, that that helped me push through um, between boring things or, or frustrations where I felt like I was getting stopped up. But not every project is going to have so many open blank canvases to work on. Um, but I feel like as long as you have phases and different, I've got to work on this silo and then this silo and this silo. Um, as someone who likes to bounce around, being free to bounce around um, when you get stopped up or when you bump into an issue... That helps me a lot because um, once you get stopped, especially on something very creative like that, it just everything grinds to a halt. Your motivation and and even the inspiration, right? You get stopped up and say, well, oh, man, can I even do this? Am I even the right person? You know, at some point you, you can worry about that. You get that doubt when you keep hammering on one thing that doesn't work. Um, but I, I don't know. It's figuring out ways that you can switch, I guess tasks at a, at a given point, even while you're still working towards a singular goal. Uh, I, when I write books and I get to a point that I'm like, Oh, this part's going to be boring. I find a way to skip it because I realize my audience might find it boring. Yeah. And, mm. and it's one of the biggest challenges I've had with talking to people who want to get into writing is like, ah, oh, like how do I fill this? Or how do I put, I'm like, you're setting yourself up to write a bad book already. You know, if you just think it's like you hit a couple points and add a few paragraphs here and there to sort of 
fill it up. Like, like you're talking about making a thing that looks like a book. And it's like, uh, you know, what was the, uh, that Italian, the singer who made the song that sounded like an American song to Italian ears? Uh, I forget the name of it, but it sounds like Bob Dylan and it's a real groove. It's super great. But uh, it, it was because English music was popular at the time. And so without Ellen knowing Tana. English, yeah, uh, I'll never say no if you want to play a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, let's listen to a little bit of Celentano's hit song here. Classic. Yeah, he's he's in Adriana Silenton, he's basically like the Donald Glover of Italy. So he can pull that off where he can make a thing that looks like a thing and sounds like a thing and it's really cool. Uh, but that's the danger you get into, though, as like a writer. If people are like, oh, I'm going to make a thing that feels like a thing, like, well, that's that's bad. You're just filling it, and that's where crappy stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think, again, it's like this is the benefit of getting to the end of something and making that the goal. Like, uh, uh, to me, talent comes through iteration quality comes through iteration and really the biggest scariest thing about creativity is oh if i put all this effort into something what if it sucks and it's like as soon as you realize to rewire your brain to be like no i want as many sucky things as possible <laughs> like uh, as many sucky things like that you can now you keep a lot of them internal you don't release a lot of sucky things uh uh but but the more you realize that i think that that the more you can demystify a lot of this process well that's that's the hard part is that getting over that and i've talked to many a people like no but i don't i don't want it to suck i don't i don't want to do that it's like no nope, cool. nobody wants it to suck right uh which is why so few people ever release anything you know it, it's a. Uh, 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 that fantasy of type, 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 and then you get to those magical letters, T-H-E space E-N-D. Ding! Like, uh, it's not like that. Like, uh, yet, yes, you'll get to that point, but then you'll read it and be like, this is hot garbage, and then you'll iterate from there. Yeah, and that's yeah. the hard, you have to, you have to, you want to build a process. You want to just build a process. I mean, this Processes was, the, all over the biggest thing that I found is that there is a large portion of my life for which I found myself wanting to give very unsolicited notes to friends of mine <laughs> or public figures about their work. And that was rude and unhelpful. But then a very important moment came where I realized that I could just make flawed work and I could use that keen sense because I kept thinking, well, why does everybody think this is rude or bad? This is good. These are good notes. This would make their work better. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and can't maybe, you just appreciate it, it? Yeah, maybe it would have, right? Well, uh, yeah, and 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 what I found out is, wow, that that's a gift that I can give myself. That's called self-editing. That's called understanding form. That's called understanding quality. And and I could do that in my own brain. That that's actually a it, it was real, a cheat code. It's 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 a really wise insight that you've had because what you've done is you've recognized that 
inherently in you, you can't turn it off. You are a fixer of broken podcasts. And then you solve the problem of, but if I make broken podcasts, then I can be the fixer of them. Yeah. Uh, which, not for nothing, is one of the lessons that the Beastie Boys figured out, that they could write the music and then take samples from their own music. Uh, and then one of them died of cancer. But but, but the point being, like, uh, they they also had cracked the code that, that they didn't have to worry about license rights if they were the ones creating the original samples. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's... And again, like I, I, I hate to say that there's any kind of one size fits all philosophy here because I think all of our motivations are different. The one thing that I do think is universal is you can't know what quality is unless you create full things. Like, and if you get hung up on fetishizing one part of it or hoping that that one part is going to be correct, you're already going to be overweighted and and you're it's the fastest way to capsize that boat is is by thinking like oh well i need to have it have a a great beginning i need to have it have a, a great middle i need to have a great end what i really want is the great interviews what i really want is the great art but whatever whatever that thing is like just see it as a whole and boy do all those things become easier to do like i know i know for for andrew like for writing and story and stuff like that. Oftentimes you, you don't know the, the, the biggest, greatest part until you kind of get through it. Now, once you get through it a lot, you can, you get more of a sense of like, Oh, okay. I, I kind of see where I'm going here. And this is where we're running into walls there. Uh, but that only comes from seeing a lot of finished product. Uh, uh there, I don't, I, I, if you have intuition into that, I think it's almost more dangerous because you're 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 going to probably make mistakes that you wouldn't otherwise. I I have found that a thing uh, to on on David's sort of idea of like how do I parse out the time is uh, maybe there's a better word for this, but kind of negotiating with yourself um, at some point in the day of like, hey, I need to do this. Let's get this done today. Let's like if it, if it seems like you've got too much, like you don't know where things go, then the most direct first step is give yourself a goal, give yourself a challenge, give yourself a, a benchmark to hit and just focus on that. Yeah. And once you get there's there, it's it's partly that like the, the momentum of getting started and getting something small done. Um, but then also when you're when you're active about it when you're you know if you're writing and you're saying i'm going to do 15,000 words today whether you get 10 or 20,000 words in that day which is i think going to be a lot in one day um uh now you know what the number is at suddenly you're not just giving yourself a a goal to hit you're also benchmarking yourself as you're doing it yeah i i would well it's what touch up for a second is it the thing that I know too is like I can sit down and tell myself oh, I got to write ten thousand words a day. The thing I'll get it done if I know that let's say that was ten chapters. If I sit down to first say write ten chapter outlines today, like mm. do that part first, like get get break it into the smaller tasks because sometimes mm. what people consider writer's block or whatever is literally they don't know the question they need to be asking in that moment. They know they got to fill this thing, but they don't fill this bucket, but they don't know what goes in the bucket. So if I stop and say, okay, well, it's 10 chapters, this, I have to start here, end here, each chapter, I need to have something like this happen, this happen, and this happen. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you know, 
I think there's there's a huge um, momentum is 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 a big thing, Bryce, and, yeah. and and that's why I wanted to get back into like like the idea of like physical fitness or dieting or anything like that. Like that catches fire for you when you start to see results, and so it's like that first going from I don't I'm not doing nothing to I'm seeing results is the most important part yeah. because past that now you are living to eat right. You are living to work out. You are finding, you will make the time to do it. Like, because you want to do it. You are motivated to do it. You have momentum to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, now, getting from zero to, to that first moment where, 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 where your brain starts rewiring to be like, yeah, that's great. We love doing that. That's hard. That's tough. But it is what you do need to do. It is, it is to, to me, the, the, the thing that gets you down the, uh, down the road. And I'll, I'll remember back to that, that fateful first flight uh, from Austin to Fort Lauderdale, where one Andrew Main sitting next to me just decided, I'm going to write a short story and just, just rattled out a, a, a short story that in many ways kind of began his his uh, uh the the journey he's on now as as a writer uh is is just boom like let's let's you know just go yeah, a novel a novel seemed like an impossible task for me but i broke it down i bet a novella seemed approachable so first i wrote a novella and then i said what if i, I kept get going. around this like, well, no, I go, no, I go, what if I get around this can't write a novel thing by writing three novellas about the same character mm. and the same conflict being resolved and <laughs> boom, public enemy zero. Hello, yeah. Hollywood TV rights agent, all that. So, yeah. uh, I have to bail right now. I got to hop in somewhere else, but, uh, when in doubt, ask chat GPT. Look at that. Thank you, Andrew. Hey. I, uh, I had one last thing, Justin, while we, if we got one last. We I, got one last thing in us. One, uh, talking about now breaking that Andrew's out. left, Brian's very quiet. <laughs> Brian's very really quiet. Brian's just a silent partner here, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, is, uh, uh, yes, breaking down your tasks into smaller pieces. One thing, a uh, workflow that I haven't tried, so I guess I'm bringing this out because I don't have the exact first thing. So I use the Things app a lot, right? I've talked yeah. about this, uh, the To-Do app link things and the way it's built you're supposed to put tasks in your inbox and then every day decide what you want to make for today yeah um i don't do that i just put everything on the calendar so that things pop up when they're supposed to and i i wonder if that's maybe even if that's even wrong if i really should be inboxing this or not even putting dates on things and taking the day one at a time where i say okay i'm gonna do this and this and this and this where you have such active control over the things that you w want to do or get done. Have you, have you run into that where there's like a selection um, a phase of the day? I will say that number one, the only thing that matters in terms of organization is how many times is your organization the, the, the reason, not that you're even getting things done, but you're feeling good about the things that you're doing. Mm. And I mean that in a very spiritual and emotional level that you feel kind of lighter because you got a bunch of stuff done. Uh, so for me, that in the past has been ordering out my day, writing it down in the morning, having a bunch of to-dos that are floating, right? 
but it reduces two things that make me feel bad. Uh, number one, when I'm just farting around in the middle of the day and I realized I've been on Reddit for 45 minutes when I didn't really need to. Uh, and I feel like I'm wasting time and, uh, and, and, and the things that I should be doing are, are, are breaking my back. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, worrying that there's something massive that I'm totally forgetting. Right. Yeah, so, right. so, so the to do's are the like, Oh, just write it down. Just whatever, whatever I'm doing, just write it down. Just so even if I'm not doing it, at least I'm not forgetting it. Yeah. Right. And the little stuff too, like, like honestly, if you're going to eat, put it on your thing. If you're in a shower, put it on your thing. Sure. If you're going for a walk, if you're taking a break, put it on your thing. Those are accomplishments and those are part of getting the day done. And that's, yeah. And that's fine. It's like, I, uh, that's, I write all that stuff out in the morning. It's always like, Six to seven workout, seven to eight thirty, eat shower, uh, eight thirty, usually if it's a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I'm streaming. And then we get into the rest of the day of like locked in things that I definitely have to do that I know aren't gonna change. So now I know what the negative space of my day is. Mm. And now I look at those to-dos and I'm like, oh, what can I do? Now, the to-dos, if I have found, if I like to put dumb to-dos on there, like like what? Like like smash head with frying pan. Well, not quite that dumb. Uh, uh, but <laughs> well, but ma very easy things. Okay. Put my shoes away. Yeah. Oh, something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A dumb task. A task so stupid. <laughs> Anyone could do it. That the writing of it on the board will take me almost as long mm -hmm. as doing it myself. Because yeah. then I'm like. Fine. All right. Whatever. Let me just grab my shoes and, and walk them downstairs. Put it down there. I walk back up. I put a check mark next to it. But guess what? That makes me want to do more of. Check them on. More checked boxes. Shing, shing, shing. And I have found mm -hmm. like today was an example. I knocked out. There's a couple of things that I, I have to do just every week that are uh, uh, organization things. So in Notion, I'll delete all my uh, uh, Monday through. You know, my, my four politics, politics, politics docs, I'll delete those out and I'll just duplicate my template and put the right, the, the, the new dates on them, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Doesn't take me all that long. Uh, but that's one of the things that I do each and every week. And it, it makes me check a box. Yeah. Book all my Orange Theory classes. Very quick to do on the app. Makes me check a box. And so today... Mm -hmm. I was able to check that box. I got to check that box. I, I got an invoice out that, that I'd been uh, uh, putting off mm -hmm. doing like boom, 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 boom. Momentum. Momentum is the one thing. And let me say one more thing about just beginning a project. Drop it on them. I am a big, again, this is, this is where I, I, I do get a little like, like emotional, spiritual, like guru-y, mm. but like I am a big like psych myself up guy. I'm mm. not a Zen producer. I am, I am a, we're going to do this. We got this. Come on. Yes, we got that's 20 me. minutes. We got 20 minutes. That's we can do it me. in 20 minutes. Excellent. And so, uh, uh, when I need to do like what we call like a garbage cut of, of, uh, of, uh, uh, greatest, uh, con. greatest con. Sorry. All my stupid podcasts. I just think we're not wrong. If I'm doing a garbage cut of that, it sucks. And I'm like a, berserker like i'm just like oh i'm gonna write this terrible script this script's gonna suck like i'm just like no no backs no they just just write get it out throw it out 
even if you're bullet pointing it, like just get to the end. And I've I've had that with uh, Scam School Scam Nation edits. Yeah. It's like, look, I just need to get the A roll done. Just put it on the timeline and do the most. Sim- don't even cut for time. No. Just do just do one pass of something. And once you get one pass done, then. Your body knows. Oh, I can do that. I could do that again. I could do that 10 times. I'll also do, like, so if I'm editing an initial version of, like, World's Greatest Con, I'll put in music that I hate. I'll put in music that sucks. Like, that's almost like a joke for me. Like, and sometimes, very rarely, sometimes it actually gives me an idea for something else. And I'm like, okay, well, this is obviously stupid. But, like, uh, uh, I I have an idea now that came from a a non- traditional kind of like music bed or something like that yeah uh but mostly it's just to amuse myself while i do a thing that i hate which is like raw editing of a a, you know brian reading a script that i hate that is hard to read because it sucks so brian's struggling with it and now i'm just like it's just like this slow like 3D printer of like this will this is a starter for another episode of After Things I'm sure but it would be interesting to dissect what the what just the behaviors and the reaction that you go through when you are working on a creative project where you are also a part of the subject matter where you are a subject or where you're creatively involved, right? So World's Greatest Con, you, Justin, do a lot of the script writing and you yeah. put that on yourself, not just the execution and the editing, but also like your part in writing it. Yes. Um, you know, with with Scam Nation and Scam School, you know, working with Brian a lot on that stuff or uh, these podcasts, right? I, I, I wonder if a listener, if you have an idea on on how working on something for yourself versus someone else, changes your behavior why don't you email us check out the info in the show notes yeah yeah all right well, well uh uh brian anything else oh his <laughs> mic's broken his mic's broken sorry we had a broken mic for bry uh, uh andrew had to leave that's right. uh, but bryce and i are here for you so if you've ever wondered who loves you the most let's do you know it's us mm-hmm. right now right here thank you for listening folks it's been after oh. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>